My purpose is uh, enabling young people to become the best version of themselves. Welcome, Peter Baturo, to Spotlight today. So you just want to give us a brief background and a bit of an introduction to who you are and what your business is? So um, I was born in Uganda in the 80s, early 80s, and um, we came to the UK with my family sort of uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, and, um, and you know, been here ever since, you know, right through primary, secondary, college, university, and, and of course, career as well. Um, so my background is social work. Um, for the last 10 years and, and sort of got into, into, into business in the last four years doing supported accommodation for children in care. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's my focus now at the moment. I mean, you talked in your blog about crime. How, how did you change your mindset to move away from, as you described, like the low-level petty crime? Yeah, I think for me, you know, sort of low-level crime, you know, sort of like pickpocketing, sort of stealing, in stores, you know, um, you know, and, and, and maybe just being drawn into sort of other sort of individuals or peers or groups in terms of, you know, what, you know, sort of what they were doing and, and, and sort of being drawn into that in a way to be wanted, to be included, to, to feel that you can um, achieve something. Um, and, you know, of course, street cred is at that time, even today, is sort of an acclaimed thing to fame and, and, and for me, um, it was it just been drawn in the wrong in, in the wrong direction and um, particularly sort of in, in in secondary school, that was the case for me uh, and I think a part of that was just being wanted, feeling to be wanted and and being a part of, of, of something. So, so yeah, so you know and and um, as a result of that, didn't do too well in my GCSEs uh, and so, so yeah, so you know at sixteen. Uh, for me, life changed you know, for me dramatically when my mother died, and uh, you know, so that really kind of turned it for me, to be honest. So, do you, do you think that that was the catalyst for you wanting to like change your mindset and make a change in what you were doing to grief? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I was sixteen at the time, and actually, you know, my, my mother, you know, was was everything to me. And as as for me, children out there, you know, your mother is sort of your your soul and your heartbeat in many ways. And for me, that was a turning point. And I think at the time I was in Uganda and my father was, you know, going through his political campaign and, and, and my mother, uh, my mother and my, my uncle, uh, you know, died in a car crash, in the same car at the time. And, and at that point, that, that was probably the, the, the biggest uh, low point in my life at the time. And um, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a game changer for me. In what way? Um, sort of um, wanting to do her proud, uh, wanting to make uh, use of my of my of my life, um, and you know finding my purpose. You know, you know why why am I still here? Uh, what do I need to do? How do I achieve that? Uh, how do I get there? And having her in in, in memory in mind was was the driving force um, for becoming the person that, that I want to be today. Um, and, and sort of her influence on me was important. You know, we, we talk about Daniel Priestley, key person of influence. She was definitely a key person of influence uh, for me, uh, even today. So, um, similar, my last one, I was 18, and I've kind of had a really active uh, role in my life. And I, my, my life did go off in the wrong direction. It's mm -hmm. interesting that, that, that 
that, 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 that you were affected by grief at a time when your life was probably going wrong? Yeah, I would say so. And, and you know, at 16, you, you, you're you still growing and, you know, understanding how, about your emotions. And, and for me, it was difficult because, you know, suicidal thoughts came to mind, you know, and, and my thinking at the time was, you know, mom is gone, you know, then I don't need to be here no more. You know, why am I still here sort of thing? And so didn't understand um, what suicide meant. Um, and But I always felt in that moment, you know, I didn't want to be here. I didn't think, you know, I, I, I had enough within me to keep going and there was any reason for me to carry on. And um, so, yes, I struggled for that. Uh, and it was more of an inward, an internal battle. And, and so with mental health, it isn't always the physical element, the, the external, uh, it's, it's oftentimes the internal, the mind. You know, they, they say the mind is a battlefield and your mind can, can, can do so many overlaps as, as you're constantly thinking. So for me, it was, it was more of an internal sort of difficulty for me and, and trying to challenge and, and, and deal with grief and loss and what does it mean at 16? And, and um, so it was, it, was, it was difficult for me, you know, and, and, and since then, you know, of course, um, there's been other challenges. You know, when I was 19, you know, a close friend of mine, colleague, was murdered in 2003 in, in the in the July, and that was another low point for me. And you know, and um, but in 2001, with my uncle, my mom dying in the same car, my grandparents then died six months later, and and so you know, death, uh, death was sort of on my doorstep, you know, quite a bit, and having to sort of uh, find this in, the inward strength to, to cope with that um, was a challenge in itself. And, uh, and how did you find that strength? How did you find the strength to cope with that? Well, you what know, was coping, you don't need strategies, you don't need help? Uh, you know, my mom was a very, very charismatic and into her faith, you know, she, she was very much uh, a born again Christian and, and, you know, sold her life, you know, in terms of committed to, to her faith and to her church. And in a way, in a way, it inspired me, you know, about her seeing how she carried herself, how she as she managed, how she just went about her day to day. So I was always intrigued about, you know, what was it about her faith that made her the person that she was. And you know, when when I when I lost her um, on the Tuesday, May twenty second, you know, I I thought, you know, where do I turn? Do I do I turn to faith or do I just you know, continue on a trajectory where it's just a downward spiral. And so I thought, yeah, so I, I, I you know, three days after, you know, I, I went to the church that she went to and, and had a conversation with, you know, sort of the then pastor and decided to, you know, commit myself to my life to, to Christ. And, and I think that was a turning point. Um, it didn't mean that I didn't have to encounter any other challenges, but... Um, but it gave me the inward strength that I needed because I, I still had to overcome other, other difficulties in life. And I think, I think that helped me navigate through those things. And I don't think I would, would have done that without being so uh, into my faith. That was key for me. So um, it sounds like when you, your mother passed away and you were dealing with that, that grief, it sounds like, because your mum was really like uh, uh, strong, in, strong with her faith, it sounds like that was a natural support group for you to go to to try and to try and find uh, a solution to, to the grief mm-hmm. and it and a lot of people don't choose to do that i found the gym eventually which mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it was really where i worked worked through my physical and mental health in that mm-hmm. in that capacity 
Do you, do, you, do you think that the church provided you with that support mechanism for, for grief and then guidance from there? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I, I was very sort of fortunate to be able to come across sort of individuals within within a church that in, in, in a way sort of adopted me in a way, you know, uh, and being 16, 17, adopted me into their own sort of family. And, and, and that really was key for me because I didn't have a mom. My dad was in politics. I'd come back to the UK you know, 2002 and so almost having to restart life again in the UK so I think I think those individuals you know Monica for example you know being a motherly figure for me was absolutely uh, a game changer for me you know um, growing up in life without without a sort of a mother and even having a father not present is difficult so you know that was key that helped me uh, helped me navigate through again loss and grief and sort of pain um but, um, but yeah, so that was key. Thinking about taking that now to like where you're working today. So you, you, you've got quite an amazing business that you know, looks to do pretty great things for uh, people that are pretty underprivileged and not mm. really got much of a, been given much of a chance or a foot up in life. And mm. we all, like anyone that knows that's climbed any kind of social ladder all you've been looking for is one opportunity mm. and you'll grab it with, mm. with, with, with both hands, you know, like yeah. I know I took that opportunity that lucky break several times in my career. It's like grab it with, with both hands, but you're dealing with like highly emotive stuff. Mm. So like, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you balance? How do you balance that? Yeah. So in a way, so, 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 so the idea of doing social work with a game, my mom, you know, my mother, obviously she was in the social care arena. And I think in a way it was something for me to be able to, support young people who perhaps have gone through sort of grief and loss and, and, and elevate and encourage and support them. So I think, I think that was why I did social work. I chose it as a, as a career. And, and it's been great for me the last 10 years. And, and you know, in the last four years, I've decided to open uh, my, sort of my own sort of social care business. And, um, and that's almost in a way designed to support children in care um, between sort of 16 and, and 18. Um, to you know, give them that support that perhaps I didn't have when I was sixteen. So for me, it's a great space for me to to, to be in, um, and you know, boldly, the name itself is pretty key. You know, it, it's creating boldness. How do you become bold and courageous when when you're going through life and and the leap is taking the next step? So it's it's the name itself is quite poignant, purposeful, uh, and that's what I want for young people to be bold in life and see the opportunities they get. Why though? Why do you want to do that? Because um, it reminds me of me, you know, the Peter at 16 and where he was at 16 and the Peter now at 37. And so for many young people at 16, I see many sort of similarities in me and I, I want to see them become their best versions of themselves. And, uh, and that's, the, that's the motivation, you know, and, um, and I love young people uh, and I think they're they're so important to society, the economy, and I want them to kind of to, to dream. I want to dream um, to be great and not wait until they got to my age to start thinking about okay, uh, you know, let, let's start thinking about life and and purpose and they can do it at sixteen, you know. So that's the that's the motivation. And it's just it's just in it's just in your mind, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. just in your mind, but it's like that that kind of like support, I suppose, is like are really telling at 16, like, what would, can you believe where you are now from where you were at 16? Like, can you believe how you've got to this point? Um, 
No, not really, because I think at 16, I, you know, failed my GCSEs, you know, uh, didn't do great. I wouldn't say I, 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 would, I would see where I am today, but um, I look back because we all have a story, we all have a journey, and, and, and our stories are all unique, aren't they? And, um, but no doubt the, 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 the incidences, the events, the disappointments, the setbacks, um, they, they're, all, they're all part of the ingredients of becoming who we are today. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. You know, but uh, but there's more to come. You know, and uh, looking forward to what's what's ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So you, you talked about failing your GCSEs there. Um, I don't. I feel like the educational system, as we've got it at the moment, actually probably lets. No, it does. Lets the most underprivileged people in society down. Mm. Um, I part of me hopes with that the continued digitalization of the world that. Actually, school is never shouldn't define you. It really, it really, it really shouldn't define you. Um, how did you? Uh, how do you feel today about failing school first time round? How do you feel about it now? Um, now, great because it, it was um, it was it was it was important because it gave me the energy, the, the desire to go again. You know, and and failure is part of success. It's ingredients to success, and um, and in a way, it, it sort of. Um, pushed me forward, you know, to, to do better. And in regards to the, you know, your GCSEs doesn't define who you are. Your A-levels doesn't define degrees or qualifications. And these things I learned, uh, you know, in, in life, is the, these, these, these achievements uh, necessarily don't define us who we are and who we are and our purpose and, and, and what, how we achieve that. I think it's, it's important to know that uh, there's more to us than just grades you know yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, and and uh, that's what you know sort of i've i've learned over the years um of course with business it's been great because uh, you know it's an idea it starts from an idea it starts from a passion it starts from a, a concept it starts from an you know sort of um, an interest and and you pursue that so i always tell young people that education is very important but you know, um, grades doesn't, they don't define you. Would I, would I tell myself to go to uni, um, do my A-levels again? I'd probably say, yeah, but it's not crucial. It's not vital. Yeah. Um, you don't have to go to, to the university to, to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. Business person. Yeah. Creative in your imagination of life to be, to be successful, you know. Um, and that's because you've got to have that self-belief in yourself. It's so weird when you like analyze when you analyze it and analyze your journey. And uh, <clears throat> they, <clears throat> when I look at where I got to get myself to like where I got to where I am today, it was like I hated my first degree. I got offered a chance to apply for a scholarship that didn't require any grades. Amazingly, I've got it right. And I remember when I chose the course, and I remember thinking to myself, right, choose something that you're going to enjoy. The mistake that you made with your last degree was you chose something that you thought would give you a job in banking. And then so I chose something that I was like, I thought was going to be interesting and I, and I would in, and I would enjoy. And that technique, focusing on choosing something that's going to make you happy, mm-hmm. led me to have the best grades I ever achieved mm-hmm. at university or in any level of academ- academia ever because I was enjoying mm-hmm. it. I learned all of this stuff, mm-hmm. which was useless to me at the time because Facebook was three. And then seven years later, eight years later, when I decided to start a business, I was like, oh, that, that decision to just flick for a book and try and find something that you thought would make you happy mm. led to all of us mm. today. 
So like, yeah, grades and stuff at school, when, you, when you're told what to study, can't define you because you can't study entrepreneurism. See, your, obviously faith is like a huge part of life for you. So you found, you found faith or went back to faith, or went back to your mum's faith when your mum, yeah. when your mum passed. How are you using that to drive you today? Well, again, it's, it's sort of the same when I was sort of 16 and, and it's, it's that sort of uh, internal strength and that belief that, you know, you, you can overcome every hurdle that, that, that you face. And, and that's helped me through throughout the last sort of 15 years uh, of life. And, and it's and I've stayed with it uh, because it's, it's a very important part of, of me. And, um, and it's great. It keeps me sort of focused, keeps me grounded. Um, it strengthens me uh, when, 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 you, when you face you know, other disappointments or challenges in your way. Uh, and it's a very key part of, of Peter, I have to say. Um, it doesn't mean that you, you don't uh, suffer in sort of setbacks or um, sort, of, uh, sort of bad news, or it just means that you're, you're a lot stronger in dealing with them. Um, you know, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a key part of me, I have to say. Interesting, one of the things that you talk about in your blog is like your multiple roles. Mm. So, you, you know, father, son, you know, like you've got multiple things going on, you've got mm. husband, you've got the business, you've got all these young kids as well that you're helping yeah. in, 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 yeah. in, in the business. And obviously you've got your faith, which is probably a pretty big commitment to you as well. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to, like, what, what are you doing? Like, what, what advice would you give to someone to, with regards to like balance? With all of those things going on, yeah. trying to, Trying to find a, a place of centre, trying to find a place of balance. You know, that's a good question because, you know, sometimes life can over, over, overtake you. You know, it's sort of, sort of, life can be very busy and, and you can sort of forget yourself in the process. And I think finding time for you is important, whether it's an hour in the gym in the morning, whether it's a half an hour coffee in a coffee shop, finding time for you to just, you know, gather your thoughts and re energize and go again. And, you know, and of course, having different sort of hats that I wear. Uh, it's 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 challenging, um, but at the same time, my focus is why I do what I do. Keeps me grounded and keeps me focused. Um, you know, of course, uh, making sure that you know home life is important because home life is very important. Um, my daughter, she's two and a half, and you know I'm going to be there with her and for her and uh, the wife and my foster child and so family is very important and um, giving. Uh, more of me to them is important, uh, of course, uh, in social work as well. That's, uh, you know, sort of very important as well. And, and also running a business that you manage a team and look after young people as well. So it's, 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 it's you know, giving everybody wants a piece of me, <laughs> you know, and you have to be able to just kind of allocate and just uh, give more of yourself to others, you know. And have you found, like, have you found the removal of people? Have you removed people from your life that don't fit in this balance? I think uh, naturally that sort of, that happens at times. Naturally yeah. it happens because, you know, one minute you're talking to someone consistently and the next minute, you know, it just gradually they fade out. And I think naturally as you head into another direction in life, I think naturally sometimes there are people who are with you for a season, for a month and for a time, and then they, they go. Uh, and, and then there are those who are with you throughout your life journey. So people are there with you seasonal. Uh, and for a reason, and, and so that I that I remember, uh, but those that are with me for a very long time over, over the last ten years, I, I I have them with me on my side, and they keep me grounded, they keep me in check, you know, and uh, and that's important to have. 
just you know for example somebody in the boxing ring you know you, you, you've got your coach in the ring you know telling you that you've got to slow down you've got to gather your thoughts so um you know they, they always say show me your company and i'll show you who you are and i think the company you keep is important they they they, they uh, make sure that we stay focused you know and sometimes we don't you know, sort of uh, have a have a meltdown you know that's important you are the company you keep yeah. my my mum always told me when i was really young she used to say to me like you won't have many friends that will go all the way through with you. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be, you'll be a handful. She's mm-hmm. like, if you have more than five, you've done really, really well mm-hmm. in life. And I used to think at the time, I got all these mates. Mum, what are you going on about? Like, so true. Like people die. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 go your separate ways. And also, like, you are you are correct. You are exactly the product of the people that you hang around with. It's like, yeah. and that's the same with going back to crime, isn't it? Like at that early stage, you're like so keen to hang around with these people that I think you think you're going to be like your lifelong friends Absolutely. and they're really not you just don't realise also and, and, and in these things that we know now compared to 16 you know and, and you know experience is important and that's what we try and do we try and offset that to young people at 16 to say so this is where you are in life this is where it's what we've learned and, and you know, we're, we're sharing that with you now and, and so they can be able to be more sort of more wiser in their decision making uh they can navigate life a lot easier. And that's why, you know, we, we do what we do, you know, so it's... It's awesome. It's an awesome business that you have. You, you mentioned, like, finding a purpose. And I think ultimately that's what everybody's searching for. Absolutely. I think most people don't realise that they're not, that they're searching for the purpose and they think that their purpose is like this nine to five that they've got or this corporate career that they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, the purpose is completely different to that. It's like... How, how have you found your purpose or what advice would you give to someone trying to find their purpose yeah you know I think um, that's a good question I think you know for all of us throughout life we, that, that's always been perhaps a, a lingering question where am I going you know what, what do I do with myself um, how do I get there these are questions that perhaps uh, you know occur from when we're young and you know what you want to do when you're older and, and as you get older is what now you know I've achieved this and what, what's next I think for me, um, my purpose is uh, enabling young people to become the best version of themselves. I think, and that's all. That's all. That's all links to sort of my own sort of narrative and story. Growing up as a child and a young person, you know, uh, encountering loss and grief and, and, and suicide and, and and living in different countries and 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 you know, and so crime and and, and how how does all of that in in that story mean to me and you know what can I do with it and, and, and I think I found that sort of 10 years ago is, is enabling others to to become the best of themselves and that's young people and, and I've been doing that for, for over the last 10 years and, and it, it motivates me uh, it, it gives me fulfillment uh, I feel satisfied in doing it um, and yeah I want to do more with it you know I want to do more with Boldly um, you know I want to be able to go overseas with Boldly uh, do some work with other sort of youth agencies particularly in Uganda and uh, as well so yeah so we've got a huge sort of vision about how we want to you know develop young people um, at 16 um, towards what's 18 and that's been something that's sort of my drive and yeah awesome and then to sort of like just sort of like come to close and obviously we've touched upon like suicidal uh, suicidal thoughts that you that you had and there's something that we share in common. Um, uh, how, what I mean, 
we were living in the bizarrest of times. Mm. Mental health is such an important issue right now. And what advice would you give to somebody that is struggling with suicidal thoughts? Like, what's the thing that they can they can do that can make a change? I think for me, uh, when I was sixteen and going through sort of those suicidal thoughts after my mother died, I think it's being silent is the worst thing you can do. You know, they say silence kills. And when you're keeping things inside and no one else knows. I remember when I lost a friend to suicide, he hung himself in a park in London, I think 2016. We shared the same hotel room four months ago. I had no idea that he was struggling internally with whatever he was facing. And then four months later, he was found in a park. That, that was devastating, you know what I mean? So. So silence, silence is, is the worst thing you can do. And uh, go to the funeral. This girlfriend was saying it was great the other day. You know, and, and it makes you think, you know, it's, we never know what people are thinking in their minds. We never know and they can put on a brave face, but we'll never really know. So I think it's about being available to those around you. Checking in is important. Um, and, uh, and and being creating that space for someone to share and offload is very important. You know, and um, I think like stepping stepping back from the stigma of it and be is the is to be able to talk about it. And I totally agree. Like I remember when I, I felt like that's a really dark place. And I had one friend, two couple of two friends, but one friend in particular, he rang every day. You know, he like he rang every day without fail. <clears throat> he rang every day. Just to make just to make sure I was okay, you know. And I remember thinking that when I started to feel much better, like I'm best man at his wedding coming up. Um, you know, it's just even if it was new, even if it was like, mm-hmm. even if I didn't have anything to say, he just rang me just to mm-hmm. see how I was doing. Some days I'd be in really bad shape, mm-hmm. and other days I'd be slightly more optimistic. But yeah, it's uh, it's talking is really important. And I think one of the things that uh, I didn't know whether I whether you 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 uh, felt like this but I had this overwhelming sense of guilt actually I thought if I kill myself like my mum will be distraught like my dad will be distraught I've just lost a, a childhood friend to suicide recently as well mm. and then you feel guilty because they didn't speak to you or mm. whatever so yeah I think uh, yeah it's all that you leave behind I think I think I think when I was 16 and you go through those thoughts there was you become selfish mm. you think about you you know, I, 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 I need to kind of go, I need to end this sort of internal pain and this trauma uh, that you're experiencing. And so, but actually when you step back, it's about those are left behind to pick up the pieces. And I think um, that's, that's the most difficult thing. Uh, but you know, when you're in the moment, um, you, don't, you, you, you don't see outside yourself. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the reality. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a reality that many, People encounter and face um, uh, the internal struggles of in the mind and uh, the pressures of life. These things can, can can cause us to sort of bottle things up. And uh, but of course, friendship is important. And, and in business, I find that business is about relationships. You know how well you build your relationships determines how well you build your business. And so, if you if you have good relationships in business and even in life, if you have good relationships, um, it's it's a win win for everybody. You know, and so with, with my organization, Bodley, I emphasize on relationships. They need to know who I am. 
why I, why I do what I do, my story, where I'm from, the website's there. I'm very transparent because people need to know who's Peter and can they buy into me. If they can buy into you as a person, they can buy into whatever you're selling, you know, and, uh, and it's the same thing about our personal struggles. It's about relationships, you know, building solid relationships, man. That's yeah. key. Thank you for being so candid with us. I've really enjoyed that. <clears throat> really enjoyed talking to you today. No problem. Um, so yeah, Peter Burrito from um, Bowl Leap. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been a fabulous interview. And thank you for like talking about stuff that, you know, probably was, could have been painful. Um, yeah. You know, you, I know when I talk about stuff like that, you, 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 like, I just even talking about my mate. Then I was like, hold it together, mate. Like <laughs> Jesus, like, it's because it's, it, 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 but that's part of the problem, isn't it? Like people don't, don't aren't talking enough about these things. And so, thank you so much for coming on yeah, to Spotlight today to talk about these things with us. And um, yeah, thanks for your time. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks. So that completes this episode of Spotlight with. Don't forget to like, rate and subscribe and we'll see you really soon for some more episodes.